Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of... <laughs> Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. I am so drunk. What? Oh, my god! She's gosh. so drunk. She's so drunk. In the garden, there is a girl. <laughs> Dude, beer Hello, is... Hello, co- Mary? Whiskey and beer are two cool things. Thank God to the ancient Egyptians, <laughs> I suppose we owe a debt of gratitude. And then all the four... All, like everyone that came after that. Everyone that... Here's what... Everyone that had... The, oh, wow. <laughs> What's happening? What you just missed off camera, people, was Kevin's beer foaming up. Uh, that was amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. We might need to hit pause for just My a pants second. are wet. <laughs> Mine are too. Oh. Uh, no. Here, here's to all the people over the centuries that took a, took a few weeks to just say, no, 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 just, just let it sit out. We'll drink it later. <laughs> and lived to tell the tale. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. Same thing with cheese. It's like, no, 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 don't touch it. We'll eat it later. <laughs> eat that mold. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about <laughs> booze or cheese per se, even though Kevin is covered I'm wet, in some beer. <laughs> I'm a professional. I'm going to power amazing. through. You guys, this this is live. This is live <laughs> television right now. <laughs> Um, uh, this is radio, not television. Cheers put to him, you. Put away the gun. John, cheers, brother. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking Bohemian Riot by Arches Brewing, which we reckon is down in Hapeville, close by to the, it is, close by the airport. And this is their Pilsner, which I discovered at the Toco Giant. And it's excellent. It is. I am drinking Six Bridges Brewery, Shelby Golden Ale. They're up at like Johns Creek. Alpharetta. Um, we call it Alpharetta. This shit's delicious, though. Yeah. I'll, I can't. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll have one of those before I drive a car. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so we're here to talk about our last episode in our series on 1985's The Last Dragon. Kevin, how Barry do you Barry Gordy's love The Last Dragon. That's right. Barry Gordy's. That's sort of, that's sort of awesome. It'd be like... Like if um, Phil Spector's, the, no, yeah, I'm exactly. Not him. Not him. Not him. Anyone but him. <laughs> or like if I don't know if like it probably be more commonplace nowadays for someone to be like Lady Gaga presents this motion picture because sure. she's in movies and stuff like that. But like for for a major a producer, mogul. yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting phenomenon to think about the will of a music producer to be like I'm gonna make a movie 
and we're going to use it as a vehicle to plug all of these music videos and shitty ass songs. <laughs> yes. Which we reckon there only, was more only, shitty songs than good songs on only this. Only one song had like major commercial appeal. Yes, it was the DeBarge. Yes, <laughs> that and that song is good objectively, um, or maybe a little subjectively. But anyway, um, yeah, the Last Dragon. So I guess I'll get us caught up on like what's happened in the movie up to this point. Good luck with that. And all that is is that Bruce Leroy is on a spirit journey to be a master of kung fu. His rival is a local he self-proclaimed shogun of Harlem who has beef with Bruce Leroy for reasons unknown. Bruce Leroy has caught the eye of local talent, music producer, TV show host, Laura Charles. Laura Charles has been abducted on numerous occasions by a local pinball magnate <laughs> so that his pinball so that, wizard so that he can make his girlfriend a famous music video star. It turns out that that guy's actually a little bit crazy. So that guy has captured Bruce Leroy's brother and girlfriend okay. and has made a deal with the local enemy, karate enemy, kung fu enemy. <laughs> Basically, the bad guys are all in cahoots and they are trying to lure Bruce Leroy into a trap. And when we last met, <laughs> Bruce Leroy's students were going to like drum up some trouble to go try to help Bruce Leroy. And that's where we're at. The stakes have never been higher. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of a time. Nothing else, nothing else matters. So <laughs> yeah. we pick right back up our... At Seventh Heaven Studios. Yeah. Uh, Leroy Green, Bruce Leroy Green. Right. Is sneaking onto the set here. Suddenly, Eddie's enormous fucking face pops up on the video screens and he screams out, Leroy. He's like laughing maniacally. Where is this fucking camera? It's right it's there right in, the right in Eddie's in the control booth. face. Maybe Rock is unseen. Rock is the camera guy. Yeah, someone's like zooming in and out on Eddie's face. Yeah, there's, it's very, it's like, yeah, there's there's camera work, quote unquote, being done. He says, uh, welcome to my little party in your honor, Leroy. The guest list has been compiled so that you go, go out in style. What? I don't fuck yeah, you know. Yeah, he sees that he's been like, like surrounded, all, like all of in like very dramatically lit bad guys in a circle around him. Where did all these fucks come from? <laughs> these are he would have had to, he would have had to have walked right past these guys though, Leroy. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So There's they, a lot of choreography <laughs> that we haven't seen. They come at Leroy one at a time. Well, of they're, they're sort of like staggered entrances because it, it does seem like that they're like that. Someone said they can't attack him one at a time, but it's it may as well be. Yeah, Leroy takes these guys out with ease. All of a sudden, Eddie is like cheering for Leroy. Go, now. Leroy! <laughs> Shit makes no sense. He is off his nut. Rock pulls his pistol out. He's ready just to kill Leroy. But I can Eddie go to my room him. right now. I can get my gun. We can it was, this. no, no, no. We got to let this shit play out. <laughs> <laughs> I paid a lot of money to watch this. Yeah, he's like, I set this. You know how much time and effort it took for me to set this shit up? Um, but Eddie takes Rock's pistol from him, then starts putting on Rock's shoulder holster and everything like that. Right. More goons appear to fight Leroy, who... Produces a pair of nunchucks. Yep. And proceeds to just fucking kick ass. Yeah. Badass. Nunchucks are in the right hands are like an amazing weapon. Like to see someone swing them around. 
Right. It's also <laughs> it's also a strange weapon because it's like how did how did that thing come to be? Who came to with the idea of because nunchucks? I, I remember original like when the Ninja Turtles came out, and this is before the days of internet. Oh, teach everyone me! Everyone was like, "What?" are nunchucks and then you had kids coming to school being like, well it's a farming implement for like threshing grain and i was like is that true is that true i don't know that's what i was told it's like fine now we got to go google it we'll google it later we'll but on a later episode we'll confirm back to more pressing matters who's your favorite ninja turtle leonardo i'm i'm a very leonardo guy I'm i'm a very like i'm a very a type honor driven like when it comes to the uh, a multiplayer team situation, yeah. I'm like, that's the guy because he's like, I need all of you to fucking shut up your bullshit because we're we got to get this done. Well, two swords are also the yeah. pinnacle weapon. Well, the most deadly weapons in in the group. Wait, so this is all right. Who's my favorite Ninja Turtle? Mm, I'm gonna say Raphael. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's the wisecrack, and he's like the sort of like anti-heroish one. Okay, here we go. The origin of the nunchaku is unclear. <laughs> a traditional explanation holds that it was originally used by Okinawan farmers as a flail for threshing rice. How? With a with a stick, not a blade? Yeah, just I guess just like slinging it, just because I think that thing would do good oh. in, in a rice paddy. Yeah, it's an amazing. It it's an amazing fucking weapon. But that's it, what I'm saying is like, again, like like beer. Like wine, it's the nunchaku was born. It's like, yeah. holy shit, this is great. Oh anyway. my god! So, <laughs> this massive dude steps up. This behemoth who Eddie calls Goliath, right? Just giving people. <laughs> I names. love this. The 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 bit players had names. Absolutely. This dude Goliath, he scoops up and slams Leroy down. Then he grabs his nunchucks and like literally takes a bite out of them. Yeah, it's like a horrified look on Leroy's face. It was weird. He slams Leroy again. Yeah, like, Leroy comes right back and the guy's like, nope, same result. Yep. Another dude pulls up and they just start stomping Leroy dude, out. Dude's like hitting him with a chain. Yeah, that would fuck you up. <laughs> then we hear a scream and Johnny, you and the rest of like Leroy's students come running in. The whole dojo. How did they assemble the whole class that quickly? Everyone lives on the same block. I guess they're just knocking on doors, like, put your tong suit on. It's time to fight. Yeah, I think that, yeah, they're just running, running down, like, <laughs> running in Harlem, <laughs> shouting out, like, ah! So, the, it's like the remix of the song, Inside You, starts, like, <laughs> swelling. Huh? I feel like the odds are kind of even now, and the good guys are taking control. Uh, Johnny is doing his whole like fighting without knowing how to fight technique until he accidentally hits a guy right. and knocks him out. And this is one of the like one of the brilliant moments in this movie where all of a sudden it's like Johnny's like, oh shit, I maybe I actually do know martial arts. <laughs> well, it's like what's the difference between pretending like you have moves and actually having moves, except that you really just hit the guy, right? Instead of pretending to throw a punch, you just punch him. Yeah, and Johnny makes use of that. Yeah, dude, he starts kicking ass. His skills are off the hook. He, he like he's actually a very very talented. This martial dude artist. should have been a star. I feel like his skills surpassed Tymox. I I agree. Um, yeah. but so then young Ty, who we mentioned earlier, that's Ernie Reyes Junior. Yeah, Ty and Leroy, they're cheering on Johnny, who's like 
fucking pumping his chest. He's like thumping his chest. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, I'm a kung fu I'm master. I'm the fucking man. Yeah. Eddie is like worried, I guess, to see that his guys are starting to lose. Suddenly, one of Shonuff's goons, Crunch, is what? there. Why the fuck is he here? I think he missed his cue or some <laughs> shit. He was in the wrong place. He showed up at the wrong place at but the wrong like, time. Why is he here, but none of Shonuff's other goons are there? So I feel like Johnny needed maybe revenge for having been roughed up in the dojo earlier. Yeah, that makes sense. But but it does makes no but sense. There's one guy that Crunch is there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was sh- Shono's thing. Is like, yeah, I'll help you, but you only get one of my guys. But this guy Crunch, he's there. He hits Johnny in the back. Johnny seems to be hurt. He's like right. rolling around on the ground. Ty steps up to Crunch with this like he's mean mugging. He's busting out moves. I fucking there's this like there's this pan, and I love the camera. Like it follows it follows Ernie Ray's diminutive as he is like this short distance of him like standing up and like making that Bruce Lee type face and like about to like get down on you, dude. Yeah, Ernie Reyes Jr. is a star. Like yeah. he should have been a leading man. Yeah. Like he has got so much charisma on screen in every movie I've ever seen him in. Yep. But Crunch can't believe that this little dude Ty wants to fight him. So then Ty runs at him and like they lock up and he hits him with a scorpion kick. Yeah, like thing. Kicks, yeah. To describe that, it's like if you flung yourself forward and your leg whipped up behind you and then kicked someone in the head and then you fell back down to your I feel feet. Like Trinity used that move yeah, some yeah, in the yeah. Matrix movies. But fucking shit was badass. It was awesome choreography. Yeah. Of all this shit. Um, I had seen Ernie Reyes Sr., Junior's dad, Love like that. choreographed all the fighting shit with the students or That's whatever, the kids. Awesome. And uh the director, Michael Schultz, had said that they had had like on the schedule a week they were gonna be shooting all these fighting things, and then they had fallen behind schedule or something. But they ended up shooting everything in like two days only, which is pretty impressive that they got so much shit. The the fact that we've said similar stories like that for most of the movies that we do is absolutely bananas. But this is another case in point where it's like where you watch the scene and it's like you can tell people are being a little bit trepidatious in the scene, like careful with the choreography and stuff. But like for them to have knocked all that out and for like, 11 year old or 10 year old Ernie Ray's junior to be out mm-hmm. there like throwing down like that is awesome. I love this shit. Then uh, Ty and Johnny do this like choreographed synchronized series of moves to finish off a uh, crunch. They're in the same karate school. Then they do like this kind of patty cake handshake. B-boy stance. Yeah, I love Celebration that. or whatever. It's bizarre and it makes no sense, but it's also fucking awesome. Yeah. Now, Leroy and his squad, yeah, they're beating the hell out of all the goons. Ty takes out these three guys by himself, which was awesome. Yeah. The dude who was like in camo, I think, and he was picking Ty up and swinging him around. That was Ernie Reyes Sr. Okay, that's awesome. Dad, yeah. So Johnny finds another set of nunchucks. Of course. Somewhere. He starts whipping all types of ass. His moves were better than Ty Mox. Don't you love, I love those, I do love in Bruce Lee movies and other stuff, or even in the Ninja Turtles movies, like the scene where the foot and the turtles are about to get down in April O'Neil's apartment. 
like in the business yeah. that her uncle or her, that the, her, the pawn shop or whatever yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. The, or the the antique shop or something. Yeah, the antique shop. And and like there's the nunchuck off between the dude and the foot the foot the foot <laughs> player. Oh, a and, fellow chucker. Oh, that chucker, eh? Yeah, I love and like like watching all the old video of Bruce Lee doing this shit. It was like it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. That seems like the most. Also, maybe swords are more dangerous to do displays with because yeah. you could slice yourself. Right. But nunchucks seem pretty fucking dangerous. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> so tie. Took out a couple more dudes with this amazing, like, flying double kick. That thing was awesome. That kid fucking had skills, dude. Yep. Um, Eddie sees, I guess, that his guys are losing. He tells Rock that we're switching it up to plan B. They, ta- they grab Laura. They leave Richie behind. Richie starts like popping and locking his way out of what his. A, uh, that, that's again brilliant. It's like it's like he's break dancing his way out of his bonds. Yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, the good guys continue like to be winning every fight. Basically, Eddie gets Leroy's attention. He's like, "Hey, follow me." Oh, um, okay. That's fucking clearly a trap. But no, Leroy, we've established fine. This is he's fine. not bright. He's not a bright guy. Right now. This fucking huge albino Mr. T, like white Mr. T shows up and he grabs Leroy in this bear hug. Right. What the fuck? He, yeah, he, he looks like old white Mr. T meets Buzzsaw meets Dynamo from Running Man. Yeah, it was like a weird 80s mashup sort of insanity but before, before any of those other things had become popular i know they definitely said like what if mr t was white because he had all the jewelry around yeah. his neck and everything like that but old too was he older yeah, or was he, he was just sort of like- older i think he was older and like that was gray <laughs> hair <laughs> so oh my god so leroy whacks this dude in the face several leroy students they subdue the guy right leroy runs out of there Following in the direction that Eddie and the Rock had Don't taken, don't go up. into the marsh. <laughs> they had taken Laura. The students. I felt kind of weird about this. this. Is, this they too. pull Mr. T's white Mr. T's pants down. But that's the down. same shit that happened to Dynamo and Running Man. They pull his we're, pants well, down. She, like remember when his pants were down? Like we were wondering. Was he the, the Running Man guy? Series? Yeah, we were like, why are his pants down? Like he was gonna rape. Um, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But he's getting rapey. I don't. These, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but the pants down thing is a theme that's carried through with, and it's like what to he further humiliate him. It's why? just. Albino Mr. T or whatever his name would be. Yeah. But yeah, I felt weird. Like they just sort of ganged up on him and started kicking the shit out of him. Well, he was a bad guy. So he deserved it. I guess he was. He would have killed the children. Killed the children. They show Richie again at this point who his hands were free and he could just easily free himself from his binds, but he continues popping and locking. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, it's like, keep going, baby. I'm into it. The beat is on fire. Ty defeated another full grown ass man and he was like just popping a little like breakdance move at the end and like stomped on the dude's balls or right. whatever. Kicks him one last time and then he like. He just ruined this guy. <laughs> that, but that was the same dude that was Ernie Reyes Sr. again that Being he was de- beaten up. Demoralized by a 10 year old. By his own boy. By my own child. I've abandoned my child. I've abandoned my child. I've abandoned my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Daniel Day Lewis. We, we know, know you're, you're listening. <laughs> we know you're listening, Daniel Day. 
<laughs> Daniel Day Lewis, we know that you are a regular listener to the podcast. <laughs> Do not cut any of this. This is amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Daniel Day, we know that you're a big fan of The Last Dragon. It's one of the big reasons he kept acting. That's why he got into acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Daniel Day-Lewis, little known fact, Daniel Day-Lewis played the role of Ty in this movie. It was so method. <laughs> he appeared as a young Asian boy. Named Ernie Ray's Jr. <laughs> Oh, oh my so, god, that's good shit. So that's the good stuff. <laughs> Richie frees himself from his binds. He leaves the control center. I guess we got to figure he's like determined that he's going to rescue Laura. Yeah, or help Leroy <laughs> or something. Outside in the alleyway, we see the silhouette of Eddie, Rock, and Laura in the window of like a building across the street or some shit. Right. It was actually a cool Texas switch because it was one long shot where we saw the little silhouettes in the window. Mm -hmm. And then we saw Leroy, Leroy like being like clueless. Where'd they go? And then we see Eddie and Vanity and fucking uh, Rock. Rock in the window like... Hey, Leroy, come and follow us or whatever it's like a the different fuck. Different floor, too. But it was right? one like single a- shot, yeah. Which me, there was no way that was the actual actor's silhouettes in the window. Right, it must right. have been some lookalikes right. or stand-ins or whatever. It's cool shit. Because I was like, they would have had to have a. Super it was a nice fast elaborate elevator. shot, though. I'm sure the director was proud of that. Mr. Shot. Schultz, good job. So Eddie calls out from the window that he should come on in. The like, what did he say? You put on quite a show back there, but the featured act is yet to come. And taunts him to like to come inside the warehouse. Eddie's obsessed with showbiz jargon. It's like he can't not say anything in the context yeah. of like a show. Fucking weird shit to say. It's like, did he, was he like home memorizing lines all day? It's like, yeah, he's I've worked been thinking on about show. what I'm going to say all day. I would yeah. say though, a word to the wise, like when the, when the evil villain is taunting you to follow him, like it's a trap. Yeah. Just call the police and let the police go in there. <laughs> but so. Inside, Eddie takes Laura in one direction. He tells Rock, who he called Mojo. I watched uh, Amazon video. Okay. And they say he's called him Bozo. Like, go that way, Bozo. Okay. My, like, yeah, my subtitles or whatever said Mojo. Yeah, he says he calls him Bozo. Like, he's calling him a name. That makes more sense. Yeah. So, Leroy cautiously, he enters. He's looking around the warehouse. What is this space? It's just like a huge empty space i guess that's, harlem real estate was maybe not as that's all it is as I, premium as like something time. in downtown manhattan or whatever mm. i guess so then we see richie sneaks into the warehouse right. or whatever this space is we see leroy throws a dart one of those little ninja darts he nearly hits eddie and he tells eddie you know next time i will not miss eddie yanks yeah he like rattles off a couple out. of shots bam bam, bam. Tells I won't miss either next time, whatever the fuck. The Rock, I say The Rock. Rock. Dwayne Johnson's just in this movie. Singular Rock <laughs> grabs uh, Richie. Richie stomps on Rock's foot, kicks him in the dick and balls like a bunch of times. Yeah. And Two like, or three times. You'll never use that again. Again, Richie obsessed with. Sex organs and their usage. You'll never use that again. He's always about using. <laughs> this has a specific use case. 
The dick is a use thing. I feel like he mangled rock shit. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He mushed it. He mashed it. <laughs> Richie runs off, but he runs right into Beast, one of shows, uh, one yeah, of show guys. This is very dimly lit, but I feel like he tries to keep Beast no, in the balls. Do you I, hear like I, a clank? I, re- I rewound this several times, and he clearly goes to kick him. That's his move is the but, dick kick. But Beast's, Beast has like... A metal cup or something? Yeah, like, yeah. It sounds like, yeah, an ironclad ball th- cover. <laughs> and then he makes these weird grunts. He's like... <laughs> or something. Like, Beast is fucking off his ass. But so Beast grabs... Everyone, everyone's high as shit in this scene, by the they're way. They're all coked up? Yes, of course. So Beast grabs Richie. He calls... Who's like screaming, help me, help Leroy. Me, help Leroy. me, whatever. Leroy runs to the rescue, tells Beast he's better let Richie go. Beast hoists Richie like up above his head and just right. chucks him. Right, into a pile of detritus. <laughs> and there's there's some like, there's like a big, like an empty helium canister oh, or whatever. something. It's like a scuba he, diving tank yeah, or he, some he, shit. Yeah, he hits his head on like some sort of empty metal canister and it like knocks him out. So Leroy and Beast fight now. Be- Leroy wins pretty easily, I feel like. Yeah, there's like, some back and forth, but it's not Beast a Beast maybe gets one good kick in, but yeah, Leroy pretty much dominates the fight. Uh, Leroy goes to check on Richie, who's waking up. He's like, I'm going to save you, Laura, or some sh- yeah, type shit. Richie when he is up. clearly concussed. Oh, yeah, dude's like incoherent. So then Leroy takes Richie and he locks him in this sort of like caged off. It's for your own good. Area. It was weird that there were lockers and stuff back there, like it was a locker room. I don't know what this space ever was. Yeah, I don't either, except for that it, yeah, like some industrial space and there were locker rooms and the people were like, maybe there was an assembly line, but there's no there's assembly like material in there. into your workwear. I don't know yeah, what. to your coveralls. <laughs> but so Leroy resumes his search. And Shonuff now steps out. He's like rocking this red gi. It's got, he's got, it's like emblazoned with a tiger on one shoulder and there's stripes down the side. I love it, man. Man, everything he wears in this movie. But I like that he, it's sort of like um, in uh, Karate Kid 2 where Sato and Miyagi were supposed to both be getting down and they're both like wearing their, like their traditional garb. And that's what this scene reminded me of is and probably Karate Kid 2 stole from this movie. Absolutely. Man, Why not? Prob- probably not, but still. I don't know. But he asked Leroy, are you warmed up yet? Leroy looked like terrified of show at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Eddie is watching with this like enthusiasm. He's telling Laura, there's nothing like this on stage, screen, radio, TV, or cable, baby. This is an exclusive. He's got he's got Fucking, a heart on. He is coked out of his mind. If he thought ahead, he would have been videoing all this. He would have been recording it. Yeah, the actor Murney had like I feel like he cranked his like shit up to eleven. Oh, big time. Because he's film. like at this point, he's just he's a kidnapper. Like the, all of the action is happening elsewhere, so he's got to be interesting when he can be. So they're like, yeah, man, just be be drugged up the whole time. <laughs> So Leroy and Shonuff are circling each other in this like sort of the tension is building, whatever. Leroy throws a series of kicks, but Shonuff is dodging all of them. Right. And that moment, I'm like, oh, shit, this Shonuff, he's like for real. Yeah. Like he's got the skills. So Shonuff, he's blocking Leroy's punches, scoffing at him, begins hitting Leroy with a series of punches himself. Leroy battles back. 
But show enough gets a serious and he's like, like, okay, it's like, all right, fine. Yeah. He kicked the Leroy right through this wall. It was like sort of that like corrugated sheet metal type right. shit, whatever. So show enough pursues Leroy through into like the other area of the building or whatever it is. He's stalking Leroy. But then uh, Leroy comes like flying out of nowhere. Yeah, and he, he like blindsides him. He lays him out. Shonuff looked like fucked up. Yeah, like that hit was hard. When they showed him like laid out or whatever. Leroy takes a moment to sort of relax. He starts to walk away. But then we hear Shonuff call out, Leroy! And uh, Leroy turns back. See, Shonuff is like nowhere to be seen. It's like some Michael Myers type like yeah, horror movie yeah. shit, whatever. Leroy looks scared. And we start to hear the song, The Last Dragon, uh, queuing in by David Dwight. Dwight. Is playing, yeah. Leroy is searching high and low for Shonuff. Shonuff calls out to him, and we turn and see Shonuff. His hands are, like, glowing red. Oh, It's like I some it. fucking Sith shit. I Isn't remember, it like Star Wars It's exactly type? what it's supposed to be, and I remember this so clearly from being a kid. And he's like, playtime's over, boy. And uh love that effect. So I thought that cool. was the first indication that the glow is like an actual real thing. Right. Yeah. And it's actually like the visual effects were fucking killer. But does I mean it's like what does that say about like Shonuff's commitment to self and martial arts and like maybe his path is different. Maybe it is like you say, it's like a Sith thing, but it's like He's got the glow though. He's also got the glow. He's achieved the glow and say what you yeah, want dude. to, he's also achieved it. What probably should have happened in the movie is they should have established that the glow was like a real actual thing earlier. Mm -hmm. Like there could have been flashes of it earlier in the movie, you know, as opposed to just like breaking it out in the third act. But whatever. It's still cool. And and like we say, the effect is awesome. So Eddie and Laura have come out of hiding to watch. Eddie Eddie wants to watch the showdown, whatever it is. Leroy is like terrified, I guess, by Shonoff's glow. Shonuff starts just beating the hell out of Leroy. Yeah. Uh, there's like these red glow flashes like every time he yeah. hits him with something. It's like, yeah, it's full on Star Wars shit. But Leroy is doubled over. Shonuff is sort of grabbing him. He's like, now when I say who's the master, you say Shonuff. Uh, Leroy refuses. Nah. Shonuff continues to like whip his ass all around the warehouse. And then we see like back at the cage, like Richie gets free. Yeah, he busts out. Shonuff does this weird like roll throw and flings Leroy like across the floor and then does this amazing kip up. Uh, Shonuff does another kip yeah. up. Yeah, he did one earlier in the film and I'm like, this dude's an athletic yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, like, he does another kip up and then and then he pulls him up again and says, I'm going to ask you one more time who's the master, but Leroy still doesn't answer. Eddie, and then, this is a weird moment. Eddie leaves Laura. He sort of tethered her to a railing or something and he wanders off and he says, I love you. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> crazy. Fucking what? Like, oh, what? that's a fucking weird I think Eddie's, shit to maybe say. Maybe Eddie's like, I'm going to be her manager or something. She's like, going to be the new Angela maybe, or some yeah. type thing. It was, a, it was a weird thing. She could have also easily freed herself right. from her tethers, and she just doesn't. Right. But so Shonuff has Leroy like beaten to shit. He's dunking his head in this tank of water right. or whatever, and he's demanding like Leroy tell him who's the master. Eddie wants Shonuff to just like fucking just stop. drown him. Just drown the fucker. For Jesus Christ's sake, just drown him. Yeah, Shonuff's got his own agenda, which is, I guess, to be the 
the best martial yeah, artist. I think in, in a weird in a weird way, it's like an honor thing. It's like I need to hear you say it. It's Mate. Yeah, you it made is. him say Mate. I made him say Mate. <laughs> Frankie, <laughs> Frankie. So, uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I want to watch Bloodsport now. Yeah, we're going to put Bloodsport on here in a second. So, show enough is Duncan Leroy's head in the water. Leroy's having all these flashbacks now of earlier scenes. It's like he's seen his accomplishments. And, and this is, I got big, big Bloodsport vibes during this. And I was like, did they rip all well, this off? Or did it well, happen did in another movie? Flashbacks? Oh, yeah. wait, when he was training with uh, yes, the Shinoshi Tanaka? Yeah. Like with the goldfish and, and like being underwater and training underwater. Like okay, all that shit okay. was a flashback. It's, I mean, I feel like it's probably been done a hundred times probably before also, this movie. But also when, remember when he was, when he was blinded by Chong Lee's powder, he was having the flashbacks <laughs> of the, the yeah, blind yeah, fishing yeah. and shit like that. Absolutely. Like, you gotta have a flashback. You trained for this. <laughs> so yeah, he sees his sensei saying like, there's only one place you have not yet looked and it is there, only there that you will find the master. And he sees Laura saying, you sure look like a master to me. One so, like no. she was so fucking horny for yeah. him. Yep. But show enough pulls Leroy out of the water. He asks him one last time. All right, Leroy, who is the one and only master? And Leroy says, I am. What? It's Record fucking scratch. Right? Finally fucking clicked for Leroy. Uh, and oh, wait, then, it's me. An enraged show enough goes to finish Leroy off with a punch. But Leroy catches his fist out of the air. And then we see the golden glow is like whatever emanating off Leroy's body. Soul glow. He <laughs> he goes to start crushing Shonuff's hand. Show starts pleading for mercy. He's like, let me go. Yeah, because uh, he's like breaking the shit. You're like, ah, shit. He's like, yeah, he's like, God damn. On the on the subtitles, there was a motherfucker dropped in, but yeah, he's like, like they, motherfucker. You know, I feel like they cut that out because they could never get a PG-13 if yeah, they had he, a motherfucker in like, the movie. He is like breaking his hand. It's very funny. Uh, so, yes. Leroy mimics that thing that we saw Bruce Lee do earlier where he's waving his arms and we get that weird, it's either fast or slow. It fucking looks cool, though. And uh, Eddie is watching this and he's like, holy shit. Do you, so are we supposed to think that in real life if you were in this in that room with him, that's what you would see is what we see on the film. Yeah, I think we're seeing like, like, like that multi- blurred. Just like, we can't tell. It's like, I think his arms are moving so fast that it's like, what's happening? That's fucking badass. Yeah. So I love this shit now where uh, Shonoff's gearing back up, I guess, to try to fight. Yeah, he like strikes a pose. He's like, I'm going to give it one more shot. And his I'm glow also- is sort of like on the fritz. It's yeah. like crackling. And, yes. And uh, it's, that's a, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. Leroy, though, absolutely wails on Shonuff as the chorus to the last dragon song swells. I love all the blue sparks and golden glow Dude, flying into with those each. Yeah, it's like, well, those looked worse to me than the red ones because it was like blue sparks and gold glow. I was like, y'all should have just decided on a color and went with it. But. <laughs> Leroy knocks Shonuff into that big tank of water with a big kick. He's watching Shonuff sort of like float face down and drown in the water. And I guess he considers letting him drown, but then he pulls him out. I kind of felt like he looked at him and he was like, I'm a nice guy. He's honorable. Yeah. You don't just let someone die if you, there's no need. Now, 
Eddie steps out with the pistol pointed at Leroy. It's fucking about time somebody is like, let's Take get some serious about this. So Eddie uh, praises Leroy, saying it wasn't the ending I had in mind, but it was a great finish. Says, you see, a 45 will put an end to all this kung fu crap. All it takes is one little bullet. So take your final bow, scum sucker. <laughs> Eddie shoots, and Leroy is like thrown backwards. Yeah, his like he his body whirls as if he's been hit, and just his body he like falls to the ground. Right, Laura and Richie are screaming in horror. Eddie approaches to admire, I guess the dead body. He starts body. laughing weird, like like sinister again, like <laughs> over the top. I, over the top, it's like a truck, like a, truck. Like a machine. Like switch. Turn it right around. It's like a truck. Um, <laughs> do we think Eddie is murdered before? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. I thought so too. So Eddie, he rolls Leroy over onto his back. Leroy opens his eyes and smiles and shows he's caught the bullet in his teeth. Fucking, and apparently for not the first time because they referenced this in act one. Yeah, but wouldn't you think that you were the master if you'd already caught a bullet in your teeth? No doubt. So Leroy pounces on Eddie, starts punching him out. Richie and Laura are cheering. Leroy hooks his hook into Eddie's like belt or some mm-hmm. shit, hoist him up off the ground. Eddie's amazed at uh, Leroy's skills and is like his bullet catching trick. He's trying like, oh my god, I've never seen anything like that. I should be your manager. We could like give I, me the. I'll give you international rights. I'll take domestic. Well, you can have domestic. I'll take international. Or you can have them all. Just give me a finder's fee. Eddie, like ever the fucking showman or whatever. We guess. I guess so. Leroy and Laura give a long, thirsty look to each other. Some more eye fucking going on. Just then, police burst in, as well as the producer and Laura's fucking hair and makeup guy is there. Yeah, bitch, you're late, and you have a show to do. (laughs) Where have you been? I love the hair and makeup guy is there. Yeah. And it's also like the producer is in front of the police officers like coming into this scene. We've got to go. We got a show to do. Laura looks back, and Leroy has vanished. What? Don't know even why. I guess it's to avoid being caught up in all this, like being taken into custody or whatever the but police why would, would do. He, have been? he didn't kill anyone. I guess or not. try to kill anyone. It was self-defense. Yes. But it's more that a Superman sort of fairy tale. Right. You vanished into the ether or whatever shit. But also going he's on. a black man. He probably would have been <laughs> he incarcerated. Been he would have yeah, been beaten been or, or worse. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Grim. <laughs> so the police take Eddie into custody. He's saying, you know, me and myself and Mr. Nuff were attacked by we a bunch mugged. of... We were mugged. We were by a bunch of hoodlums. The cop said some shit about, you're going away for good this time. Oh, well, Which good. is like, what Finally. the fuck is the backstory on these dudes? Like, how many times has Eddie slipped through he, their fingers? The, the arcade magnate of Harlem. <laughs> so Laura, again, looks frustrated at having lost Leroy. Damn it. Cut to... The dance floor is packed. Yeah, we're back in the seventh heaven. It's like a white party. Everyone's dressed head to toe white. They're dancing to the the glow song. Richie and Johnny are also there. Like it seems like all the rival dojos are there dancing around. Right? Is this the dance contest? I think so. I, I it must be. Where did Richie and Johnny get that white wardrobe from? Well, maybe they just had it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Richie has found himself a more like age appropriate girl to mm-hmm. focus on. There is no way any of this would be happening though. First of all, Laura's like in no condition to be working. Well, she's a, yeah, she's up in the control booth like But just, also the studio is an active crime scene. Yeah, oh shit, this happened moments later. Moments yeah. after there was a not huge even, brawl like not even an hour later. Good unless call. unless a lot of time has passed, this is like They'd be sweeping for fibers, I guess, or whatever the hell goes That's on. That's a great point. But I think this is supposed to be minutes after all this yeah. is just happening. Yeah, you're totally right. It is. Cuff all those knocked out goons because we got a show to put on. They whisk Laura like out of the warehouse and into hair and makeup because she's like fully dolled up now. But yeah, a forlorn looking Laura. She notices there's this figure sort of obscured behind a curtain. He's holding a buff. Uh, a bouquet right not a buffet that's the buffet. beer talking hey. um, it's not very professional of Laura I thought to look so like miserable while she's on the clock or oh whatever well yeah she was almost <laughs> killed just a moment ago so yeah but so the the figure steps out and reveals that it's Leroy much to Laura's delight yeah, uh, he's Leroy. in a white gi trimmed in gold with a Where'd big, ass, with a big ass dragon printed on it. Do you think he rushed back to the dojo to fetch his white gi? I think it was sort of like in um, Masters of the Universe. I think his his old clothes just transformed into the new clothes. Why when, the fuck not? When he had the power. But we see he's like trying to say something like to Like a Laura. fucking dumbass. It's like no one can hear you. The music is too loud. But as the show cuts to a commercial, we hear Leroy. He's yelling, uh, would you teach me some moves? Which is code for, I need to know how to fuck. Show me how to fuck you. I need to know <laughs> how to make your pleasure. What every girl wants to hear. Yeah, I, show me teach how to, me how to fuck. Show me how to make your pleasure. <laughs> I mean... Oh, it's honest. Everyone has a big laugh at it, including Laura. Well, Richie's friend says, like, calls Leroy cornball. He's like, hey, check out the check corn out the cornball. And uh, Richie is. Pulls a knife and stabs him. <laughs> it, no, Richie is enlightened. He's like, he's no, he ain't no cornball. He's my brother, and he's the master. Yeah, Richie has a newfound respect. And then Richie daps it up with Ty, who's also there. We let 10-year-olds. Uh, I think Richie's going to start taking karate or kung why fu. Why not, dude? Yeah. I want to take karate class. Same. That'd be fucking bad That's, as hell. That is the draw of this movie, after all. So Smokey Robinson's song, first time on a Ferris wheel, swells. It's like the love theme for the movie. To me, this song, though, sounded like a Stevie Wonder song. Like I felt like this should have been the Stevie Wonder yeah. number. Laura runs to Leroy and they hug in slow motion. There's a bunch of intermittent freeze frames. Yeah, it's like so the credits have started and they're running and then they'll pause and then they're frozen in a hug and then it picks back up and it's very strange. They like I think of this as like the Teen Wolf ending. Uh huh. Teen Wolf had a long slow motion ending in in a freeze frame. They got like ten freeze frames for the price of one. Yeah. In this shit. But that was the thing, right? We have talked about a bunch of but movies like, where the movie like, just ends on a freeze but frame. But it's like one of those movies where it shows like people are running in slow motion, then it stops, and they're like, so-and-so went on to become a nurse in the Red Cross, and oh, yes. so-and-so went on to become <laughs> a drug dealer in Las Vegas. And- Leroy and Laura are lifted up into the rafters on that same platform that she had descended on in the first 
act or whatever. When she sang but, that terrible fucking song. Dude, they just hoisted them up into the rafters. Like some stagehand was involved. He was like, oh, they stepped on the shit. Let me raise them up. Yeah. That must be what's supposed to happen now. Yeah. That's the, and that's the end of the movie. Fade to black, credits roll. Bye. That's the fucking flick. Uh, Love it. Yeah, dude. That's that's the last dragon. All right. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> no. So the director, Michael Schultz. Tell said, me everything about he this He said movie. on the commentary, he said his vision for this movie was that it should be a living cartoon. Which I would say, oh yeah, they mission, accomplished Mission that. accomplished, my Absolutely. friend. Absolutely. He also said it was like pushed through the whole like production process very quickly, which he didn't admit this, but I feel like it's definitely because the Karate Kid had just come out and been a huge hit. And they're like, oh fuck, do we got any karate movies we could like fucking make happen? Yeah, real we, quick? we just, we have to, we have to ride that wave. So it, this shouldn't come as a surprise, but Michael Schultz said that it got sort of hijacked from him in the editing process where Barry Gordy was insistent that he handpick every single song that was going to play in the movie. Naturally. Because he was thinking about what would be good for business for the record label or whatever. And the director was like, I had more like fitting song. Because there was a lot of weird music choices throughout in this thing. Yeah. Um, Things, yeah, that just didn't fit. They just like, didn't the, go When with they played that Stevie Wonder song earlier and it was like in a moment of peril or whatever and it was like upset stomach from a broken heart it doesn't it's like yeah. huh doesn't make any sense but the movie though did well 10 million dollar budget or so made um, about 33 million nice it did well i think it was around the 30th highest grossing movie of that year 85 85 was a strong fucking year though at the box Tell office me. uh back to the future led the way also, amazing St- movie. Stallone was king in '85. He had like the third and fourth highest grossing movies with um, Rambo: First Blood Part Two and Rocky Four came Ooh. out in '85. Okay, one was like summer and one was Christmas or whatever. Big year for Stallone. Beverly Hills Cop came out at the very end of '84, mm-hmm. and it made most of its money in '85. It was like very highly touted or whatever. Cocoon made uh-huh. a lot of money. Which I've never, ever seen. You've never seen Cocoon? No. Should I? You should. It's a good movie. Okay. Is that, who is it? Uh, Amici and a Don bunch Amici, of other old um, actors. Don Amici was in it. Hume Cronin, Jessica Tandy. Who's um, the, who's the, the oh, Wilford Brimley? Was he in Wilford it? Wilford Brimley is in yeah. it. And he was like the youngest member of the cast at the he time. He was not old enough. He's just looked old forever. Yeah, yeah dude. But yeah, Man, Cocoon, Cocoon was awesome. Made big money. Witness. Was oh, out shit, that year yeah. and made a lot of money somehow. The Goonies came Art out that year. Selwyn was in that movie. Shit, yeah. Um, Brian Dennehy was in that movie. Dennehy? Yeah. Okay. Steve Gutenberg. He plays like he was like the younger person. They're like, we're trying to help our older family. Yeah, but was yeah. it Ron Howard? Ron Howard. That's cool. But the Goonies also came out that year, which I know we discussed earlier. So same year, yeah. it had the same feel to me. This movie as the Goonies. Yeah, some definitely some elements that were similar, like sure. weird sort of fantastical kids story, whatever. Um, further down the list, but relevant to us, they came out that year. Uh, first for me personally, Teen Wolf came out that year. Yeah, I love Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is awesome. Uh, View to a Kill came out that and year. Big year for Michael J. Fox. Yeah. 
Always. The 80s were huge. There's no... He had to have done Teen Wolf for me. He had to have done that movie before Back to the Future, but it came out after. Mm -hmm. And I think it rode the wave of Back to the Future's success Mm -hmm. to like doing pretty well itself. Um, View to a Kill came out that year. Awesome. Was that the last... That was the last Roger Moore Bond movie? I believe so. I think so, too. Um, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome was out that year. And our boy... Arnold put out Commando and Red Sonia. He was just getting started. That year. Just getting started. Yeah, dude. He had not surpassed Stallone yet, but he would soon. Oh, just just on the cusp of doing it. <laughs> so Schultz had said this was like the one and only movie that he's made that he has consistently had people asking him like why they never did a sequel, which is probably a good question because like this movie well, was right a reboot. for a sequel. Like it or or right for a reboot now. IMDb you fucking get IMDb like, says there's a reboot in the works, but it had no names like attached with fucking or anything. Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce and all these other people doing the soundtrack for it. Yeah. Like it'd be awesome. Like I'm in and the the cast you could get together for it. Absolutely. I'm into it. So that needs to happen. Um but I feel like there's always gonna be a market for just karate movies. Like, good martial arts movies. People love that shit. They do. And we were talking about this. I guess it's just because it's impressive to see people who have supreme control of their bodies. Yeah. In in that way, so that they are... And from a... Obviously, you know, you're taught from the movies and taught from classes from a defensive standpoint. That's, you know, that's the right way to do it. But it just... Everything looks so beautiful it's so cool you know yeah i i think the the genre sort of comes and goes it ebbs and flows right yeah and i feel like we're maybe in a in a down turn right now for martial arts flicks oh all of the ones that i've seen have been the ones that you just accidentally since crouching tiger the ones that you unless it's a superhero movie well we gotta ones, go see the everything yeah everywhere everything and everywhere all at once I feel like, is that supposed to be like a good kung well, there, fu I think movie? That there, I think there... that there are elements of it because I think it's supposed to be, it's supposed to sort of be like um, Midnight Library, the Matt Haig novel, where it's like um, a multiverse thing where it's, you're sort of witnessing all the things that you could have been. And one of the okay. things that this woman could have been was a kung fu expert or a movie star and all these yeah. other things. And so, yeah, I'm totally Gotta into see that it. shit. Yeah. But, but it's um, like, you're right. As far as like martial arts movies... Like, like it had um, a big resurgence right probably around the Matrix. Kiss times. of the Dragon, Jet Li's been in a bunch. Like there have been lots of Chinese that movies that early are like 2000s. historical historical martial arts films and things like that. You know that, what? I haven't watched any of us all the Ip Man movies. Those are the first two are. Fucking are they awesome. good? Yeah, they're. Very I feel like they're good. all on Netflix, so I have no. The excuse. first two, I really, I haven't seen the latter two, but the first two are awesome. Okay. Yeah, I got to check that. They're shit worth. Out. They are worth a. Uh, if you're just into martial arts movies, they're definitely worth a look. Okay, I need to check that shit out. Now, one final bit of weirdness from this movie. I don't know if this has any bearing on how good or bad the movie ultimately like turned out to be or how different it might have been otherwise, but this is a crazy fucking story. So the director, Schultz, told this story about how he and the writer were like polishing up the script or whatever, and this was in the early days of computers, he says, and they were working like on the screenplay in a hotel room or whatever. The 
the other writer had fallen asleep and he was he was working on edits or whatever and basically the studio i guess had told him you need to cut some budget out of this film mm -hmm. so they were looking for things to cut but schultz says he accidentally like deleted 40 pages oh, from the script my god and there was no way to recover it and they had to do the best they could to reconstruct what had been deleted how how i don't have a fucking clue man but imagine oh, that you're like oh my god that's like half the movie or a third of the movie or something has fucking been deleted that's we got we have a vague memory of what those they had to rewrite all the scenes or whatever i don't know if that helped or hurt the movie all in the in the long run you I know but the, or if they quote unquote accidentally did it but it was because it was shit that barry had made them put in and they're like how do we get rid uh, of this it could be yeah well, i just thought of another um, Crouching Tiger, uh, Kung Fu Hustle. That movie fucks hard. I haven't seen that one, dude. We need Who's to watch that? that movie. Just unless you're, is it not a not an a not a not a big no, name person? No, no, no. I keep dude, hearing we, that title. Yeah, we need it. It is amazing. Is it, it a is, Hong? Is it like a Hong Kong flick or what is it? I don't. When know. did it come out? Mid two thousands, early two thousand, mid okay. to early two thousands. Okay. I'm here for it. Let me look at a let me look at a gargoyle real quick. <laughs> Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle came out in 2004. Okay. So yeah, Stephen Chow, Y Yuan, uh, Chi Yan, Si Lung Yung, Chao Gang Fang. <laughs> of course. I mean, I mean, the thing is, is like you're not going to recognize any of these any of these names unless you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the movie is amazing it's one of the most beautiful is it amazing, and it's an amazing just for story. the martial art for the choreography and everything yes, or but actually... also because it's a cool story because it's okay. about this this dude who's a fuck up that ends up it's like oh shit he's a kung fu master and you didn't know it it's sort of like <laughs> you know kind of like this sure. in a way so there's something in it that relates to this but yeah objectively a better a better movie <laughs> and with better martial arts <laughs> But but this podcast is not about that. It's about no the last dragon. And I I love this movie. It's I do. I too. made no apologies. Oh no, my god, for no! It. It's, it's like good. yeah, it's like yeah. Turning it on, I was like, I there's nothing about this movie that I would change at all. No, even like the less polished actors, the vanities and time mocks, like they they give the right performance. I feel like for this movie. Yeah, and I also know? I feel like as far as like racist politics and things like that go, it's like. White people weren't allowed. Like no. you don't get to do shit in this movie because you you're like this is not for you. If you're another like disenfranchised group, then I feel like you can sort of pick that low hanging fruit and everything like that. And it's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, I'm into it in a big big way. And and and, and but coming coming at it from a, like a place of fun frivolity, yeah, like in respect, not from a. There place was nothing of, like, mean spirited nothing, in yeah, the whole movie. Nothing being overtly racist. Like yeah, yeah. So fucking great movie. I'm glad we talked about yeah, it. I'm glad it you suggested it. It's a like fun. fucking way off the beaten path. Yeah, big time. Um, but everyone should see this movie because it's freaking great. It it is good viewing. Just crack open a keg uh, of beer. He <laughs> has a drink or twelve and sit down and enjoy because it is a lot of fun. It's, it's a crowd pleaser. Um, we hope you've been pleased. Yeah. 
I hope you guys <laughs> stick around. Hope this hasn't um, put you off the six DOS. No, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll return to our Schwarzenegger or like hardcore action roots. I'm sure pretty soon. Yeah, for some Van Dam or some Stallone. I don't know I what's up next, whatever. but we're gonna get into it. It's yeah, gonna be baby. fucking great. Yeah. In the meantime, we'll be back. There is there-